0: You're listening to the Knowing Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Linnell Peters, and it's an honor to walk alongside you in motherhood, whether the journey is just beginning or you're right in the thick of it. I believe that your worth as a mother is not based on your performance and that your greatest strength is the love that you have for your children, whether they're in your arms or only in your heart. My prayer is that this little corner of the podcast world will leave you feeling more equipped, more hopeful, and less alone than when you arrived. Hello everybody, welcome to Knowing Motherhood. Uh, It is great to be back with you. I am really grateful for your patience as I decided early in the summer, this past summer, to take an extended time away from the podcast production. Just to focus on our family between COVID and we um, bought and sold a new home and property and moving our family, all of that. It's just been a very busy season for us. And so I'm glad that I listened to that prompting, Um, but I've missed you. I've missed all of you. I've missed being here. I've missed the conversations. Um, This whole year has been a whirlwind, hasn't it? I really hope and pray that you're doing well um, and that you've been seeking out the sweet little moments that still exist in the middle of a pandemic. If this day finds you struggling, friend, I'm praying that you will somehow be encouraged and challenged by um, today's conversation. Back in April, author Wendy Speak joined me here to talk about how to acknowledge our anger triggers and encourage so many of us to be honest and take a fresh look at how we respond to our children. This past summer, I had the opportunity to participate in her 40-day sugar fast and it was a very rich experience. Today she is back chatting with me about social media, a topic I've been wanting to dive into here for a while. If you struggle to put down your phone or you find yourself randomly picking it up without a real need to use it, this episode is for you. If you're wrestling with how and when to allow your child access to a device and social media, Wendy has some really great advice that you don't want to miss. If you feel that you pick up your phone before your Bible and you know something needs to change, I know this conversation will speak to your heart. Just a quick note for those who aren't familiar with Wendy, she's a wife and a mother of three boys, an author, she's a speaker, podcast host, and encourager of mothers everywhere. I love the wisdom that Wendy shares on the topic of navigating our use of social media and our kids' usage as well. Let's jump into our conversation.
1: Hello, Wendy. Well, hi there, Linnell, and everybody listening. I'm I'm so happy to be with you today.
0: Well, I didn't expect to have you back on so soon, um, but because of COVID...
1: Yeah, because of COVID, there's no uh, normal. We can do whatever we want because of COVID.
0: We can. I was actually hoping to have about 15 podcast episodes in between your last time with us and this time and um and we've just had to really roll with things and the lord's been teaching us all i think a lot of flexibility in this time absolutely yeah even you and i i mean we just i think we need to just say the reality of getting on this this call together has been really challenging yes it
1: has And, and you know i i think we're probably not the only one having uh technical difficulties we've We've got in my house house five different people trying to use the internet, Uh, and so connectivity isn't great, and then that means people are also wanting our attention, which means the work, quote-unquote, work beyond the work of motherhood uh, has been strained and not easy, and um, it's it's just been a trying season, absolutely. But it's a season that I think also is going to mean we're outside-of-the-box thinkers, we're creative, we we learn perseverance, so we learn grace with one another, and away we go. So here I am. Didn't expect to do it so soon, but really excited about this conversation.
0: Yeah, as am I, as am I. When you were on the last time, that was right at the kind of the start of things with COVID. And so we were talking about anger man it, like just really are triggers in mothering well despite a lot of the challenges that we face and it was so timely and so good and I just have to tell you that I have shared personally that that episode with so many people and I've listened back to it and I don't usually do this at least two times mm-hmm. because it has really spoke to me and challenged me in this time where so much more patience was needed um, And so thank you for the wisdom that you shared and and for that book. And since that time as well, since we last chatted, I also joined in on your 40-day sugar fast.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's amazing, Linnell. If you'd let me just tell a a short story here about how these different, um, I want to call them adventures rather than books. I mean, yes, they've been books that I've done, but how one has flowed right into the next and really right. it all has to do with my own mothering journey and the the journey of the moms that that God's allowed me to minister to right and it was in a a Facebook group i might have shared this beginning of the story in the last episode and i'm sure you'll link to that one in the the show notes today but it was in a Facebook group specifically for moms who were struggling with anger just explosive reactions rather than gentle responses to To our kids, whether our kids are doing wrong or we're just hormonally out of whack, you know, all the reasons that can cause us to do it. And it was in that same group after we published, we, meaning I'm not the royal we here, I'm talking about Amberlea and myself, we published the book Triggers, Exchanging Parents' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses. And in that same group one day... Very off the cuff. I did not plan this. I was not being super spiritual. It was more just like a, a physiologically maybe something is causing us to struggle. I said, what would happen if we fasted from sugar for forty days? I can Mm -hmm. see the result on my kids when they get all, you know, jacked up on what they're eating and drinking, and then they crash and then they're emotional at tuck in time at bedtime. Is it possible that at three o'clock when we're reaching to the back of the pantry for that handful of chocolate chips to get us over the hump of our mothering days, is it possible that not only is that not the thing we should turn to, but is it doing more harm to us physiologically, but mentally, emotionally, and therefore also relationally with our kids that we can't keep our own cred together because right. we're yeah. all jacked up on chocolate and caffeine yes. and, and highly, uh, you know, sugared lattes and sweet tea from Chick-fil-A, you know, I love all the things, but is it possible that what we're turning to, to get us through our hardest mothering days is actually not only not helping, but it's actually intensifying the harm of our lack of ability to stay calm, kind, consistent, and Christ-like. And so that's where it started. And we found that, wait a minute, this is not a physical detox that we hope helps our physical and mental and emotional and relational lives this is a spiritual fast. And over the seven years of doing it, that's what we found. And so I wrote the book, The 40 Day Sugar Fast, and we do it together every year. As you mentioned, I, I host it every January, sometimes a couple other times. We needed an extra round of it during COVID. Uh-huh. And um, yeah. and then it was in that group during those 40 days where I say, okay, so we're running to our sugar. Um, and sugar doesn't make a mom sweet necessarily. What else, moms, are you running to mm-hmm. to get you through your stress um, each day? Yeah. And that's when I heard everybody say, and when I say everybody, I mean almost everybody say, okay, I know I have a sugar problem, but what I'm really turning to is the sugar of social media.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're talking about today. And it's I think it's really um, become something that uh people are talking about more now they're being honest about it but there's still a lot of shame and a lot of guilt associated with the addiction let's just say it for what it is of social media and so I'm really grateful that you have this new book tell me what the timeline is this is very soon
1: coming up in November right yeah it, it actually launches um on election day here in the U S that's right. So that's November 3rd. And I I, I think it's just so timely because Mm -hmm. whether it's politics or, or COVID and the fear and the stress that we are seeing and talking about, and everybody's so snarky online these days, um, or, or it's just the, the way that you're dealing with stress at home. Um, I, I think that we need a break. We need a break. And how also timely that the social media, social, what's it called? Social Dilemma just launched on Netflix. And it's a documentary that really affirms, you mentioned that we're just, we're, we're embarrassed about our, our addiction to our phones, but mm-hmm. it tells us in that, that documentary as well as in the book, the, the 40 day social media fast, that our, our addictions have not happened accidentally. They have been engineered intentionally by really smart technical wizards behind the scene to make sure that the, um, all of the sponsors, all of the ads that are placed on social media, that they're getting our faces. And so Mm -hmm. the social media platforms that we use, whether it's, um, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or LinkedIn and Twitter, or, or even YouTube All of these know how to track what it is that makes us happy, that makes us pause a little bit longer, and it gives us more of those things. They're constantly changing what's in our feed based on what we're showing um, them that we want to see more and more of. So it's it's like, does it happen? Should we stop doing it? Yes, but we're telling them what makes it hardest for us to turn away from it and then they're changing it to give us exactly what we think meets our needs. However, let's just dive into mm. the parenting aspect of it. When I'm having stress in my parenting day and I do that, I just need a moment by myself. I just need to step away. And you go into the bathroom and you open up your, your social media account um, and you, you f- scroll with your thumb um, the same pictures you saw maybe 25 minutes ago when you were stressed out. When you're done with that, and you go back to your little people. You leave all your people online, but you go back to your real life people. Do you ever find that you're actually more rested? You're actually more available? Or do you find that you're, you're more angsty and less available than you were when you stepped away for a moment to um, you know just take a break? And that's mm-hmm. a huge thing is where can I go in my parenting stress that will refuel me? Mm-hmm. And it's not social media, and it's not my pantry either. I came across Psalm 23 just yesterday morning in my reading, and it was a reminder that God restores us. Mm -hmm. He restores our soul. And I thought, oh my word, what does that mean? And I, I actually opened up the defined store, and it's a verb, and it means to stock, to fill us up, to use for a future time. You know when you're stocking the shelves because you're running low on something. You know I'm gonna need those things, so I'm gonna stock my shelves. I'm gonna restock them. Another another way to say this: I'm gonna restore the shelves, mm-hmm. um, or I'm gonna restore my heart. I'm gonna I'm gonna restock what I need to get me through my hardest days. Mm-hmm. And we're restocking the shelves. We're restocking ourselves. We're restoring ourselves with the wrong stuff, and we're not stored up with what we need to love well, to be healthy physically, emotionally, or relationally. Mm. If we're binging Mm. on social media, we need to binge more of Jesus if we're going to be more like Christ in our responses.
0: Yeah. And I and I think that there's, I mean, as you're talking there, I had so many thoughts and just had this realization that this conversation is huge. I mean, we could talk about this for days and months yeah. and years. It, there just is so much to cover in this. And um, I really want to try to um, focus in a little bit on where this started, because I think we have all been thrown into this. And thank you so much for explaining a little bit of the background of the marketing side of this, because I don't think we always address that in in that way that it's not that they're bad people trying to um, uh, ruin lives. It's People who are working for companies that are just trying to make money and yes. grow their business, but the problem is just like um, anything—an alcohol, or a beverage uh, company, or right—I mean, tobacco companies—all these—they are doing work, but the work is contributing to a problem. And yes. so, for us, I think that we have to remember that it's on us not them, to be disciplined and to make the right decisions in how we use these things. But but with social media, what's different about it is that it is so new. Yes. And it's everywhere. It is everywhere. And so... Well, let's, let's try, let's start off just talking a little bit at, right now with your own personal, um, maybe some of the negative things that you saw in your own life, maybe that prompted you into doing a social media fast, because this is a really important thing that I am seeing more people do. Um, I'm seeing women yeah. say, okay, see you in a week or see you in a month social media. I'm signing off. I'm deleting my app. And every time I see that I do this little silent applause, because Because I love that. I love it. I support it. I think it is so healthy and it shows discipline. So what for you kind of prompted you to start doing
1: that as well? Um, you know, the, what prompted me was the needs of others this time, uh, because I saw in that 40 day sugar fast, so many people saying, you know what I really need, you know what I really need. And it was in mass that that was the response. Okay. I know I turn to sugar. I know I do. But what I really turned to is, and so just like the first time where <laughs> I wasn't being super smart, I was just responding, you know, I was just responding to the need. What would happen? I said, yeah. okay, because we do that sugar fast every January, only a couple weeks after we're done in, in mid-February, we have Lent. So the last two years I've said, okay, what do you say? We don't just talk about what we need. We just spent... 40 days, crowding out sugar by ingesting more of God's word. What Mm -hmm. do you say? We all fast from social media. We won't be doing this together. We'll be doing it individually, but you're already ready to go. You know how to seek God in his word. Let's fast from social media in order to get social with the Lord. Let's go dark online to experience more of the light of the world and not just get social with him, but get social with the real life flesh and blood people right here
0: in Mm -hmm. our lives. And so
1: I I don't know how smart I was being, but I do know that as soon as I said it, and this is really interesting, Linnell, as soon as someone says, okay, I know I need the sugar fast and they, you know, quote unquote, sign up for it, buy the book, let me know that they're going to do it with us on in January. They start getting very angsty, like, oh no, but can I really avoid sugar for 40 days? Right. But with the social media fast, People have a harder time signing up for it and committing to it. But Mm -hmm. as soon as they do, most people have the same response that I do is we start getting giddy. It's like, what, what, what? I can just put my phone down. And I I had the weirdest thing happen Um, in the days leading up to it. It felt like I was about to go on a vacation. Like my very first Mm -hmm. time, I had that same anticipation of having something really special in my life. Uh, coming up, and I started anticipating it, and I reached out to some friends. You know those friends that say, "Hey, you want to meet up for a cup of coffee?" You know, back when we were allowed to meet up for a cup of cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> where you live. I'm in California. We're still not allowed. To, I mean, we can oh. meet up for a cup of coffee, but it's still pretty shut down here. Oh, um, yeah. But I've said over the years, I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy and um so i started to reach out to those real life friends not necessarily my online friends but my real life friends and family members my mom and say you know of all those times you've asked me to do something let's make a plan in the next couple of weeks let's do something or my husband loves it when we have guests over and so i said okay everybody in the family can choose family or a friend that we want to invite over in the over the course of the next six weeks and each week we had a dinner party why because i got hours of my life back if you spend a couple hours of your life every day on social media i mean that's that's 14 15 hours of your life over the course of a week what can you do with that Get social with the Lord. Get social with your family. Get refueled, restored, as we said from that Psalm 23 quote. He restores us. He restores our soul. But we can also store up our lives with more family togetherness, time with our friends, time in the word. Those things we've said we're too busy for.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yes. So true. So there's a lot of excuses, I
0: think, that we make Yes. um, for why we're on there and I know I've made them. I've made them. I have done the run to the bathroom with my phone after resisting Mm -hmm. it for years, really. I was really good at it for a long time. And then one day it was like, oh, I just need a minute. And, and boom, I'm suddenly going to the bathroom and looking at my phone. And I was thinking, this is ridiculous. Yep. What am I doing? And, and, you know, there's so many little details to kind of how we are all influenced in our own way, like, you know, through social media and, and through circle of friend talk and stuff. But, you know, there's this joke about moms running to the bathroom with their phone for some quiet time. And I thought, and there's almost that feeling of togetherness. Sometimes that can happen if, if no one says, Hey, maybe we shouldn't make this a habit Mm -hmm. because our kids are smarter than we think they are. And they know, right. Mm -hmm. Um, if nobody says anything, then I think this—it's really easy for this kind of thing to keep going, and that's just one example. So, what are some other excuses that women are, are using to, that are keeping us going right. back for more?
1: Yeah, when oh, we goodness. know we shouldn't. Yeah, it's so hard to have these conversations because everything you say, I'm like, oh, let's talk about that, and everything I yes, say, you're like, yes. oh, let's talk about that. First of all, just that. I don't know what what the ages of everybody's children are, but mine are getting older now. And right now, they all have devices. And uh, can we just stop for a moment to talk about the root word? I know we already talked about the re, <laughs> root word of restore, but let's talk about the root. Sorry, I can speak root word of device. I mean, it's vice. It's a vice. Right. And um. And how about this? Play on words. Devices are divisive. They divide us from one another. They divide us from the Lord. Their distractions uh, to devotion to the things we say matter most. You can say, hey, Wendy, I love God most, but I pick up my phone more. Wendy, I, I value being present with my children during our days most, but I'm distracted more. I really value being present with my husband, especially in the eve- evenings after everyone's gone to sleep. I value that most, but I pick up my phone more, or or turn, you know, stream Netflix or whatever it looks like. I call it yeah. social media, but really it's just screens. <laughs> yeah. And um, and when we shut down our screens, there's actually a chance we're gonna see we're going to see one another and it's not just our kids and it's not just our close families and it's not just the Lord. It's not just his word. It's our neighbors. It's all the things we value, not only as moms, but as, but as Christian women out in a, in the world, we want to be available. When we go to the grocery store, I've had more gospel interactions when I've uh, left my phone in my purse. Yes. And I'm available rather than waiting to check out. And what am I doing? pulling it out. So you say, what are, what are the excuses that we have? Um, how do I say this? I, one of the things I want to say to that question is whatever your excuse is, I want to tell you that the answer of what you're actually looking for is the opposite. (laughs) Your excuse is, but I need to, because of this reason, let's say I need to, because that's where I'm able to connect. I could say, okay, disconnect yep, yep. and let me let me show you how much you can really connect. Well, Wendy, yes. I need this here because I need breaks in my day. Okay, then let's find healthy ways to get breaks in your day. Shut it down. Instead of scrolling, go strolling. Go for a walk. And he walks with me and he talks with me. Get time with the Lord by moving your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many things that we can say, yes, but I. And we are actually in a really hard season because everything's online. Well, Wendy, I watch my church service online and my, my Bible studies online and my kids' sports. Um, uh, we know the schedule because we have a private Facebook group and I'm, I know what the kids' online learning is right now because of the messages I get online. Yes, right now is really unusual. But here's what I want to say. Whatever the excuses of why you need to, be, need to be online, and let's go to that word need. Jot down what you need. Like really mm. for practical life. And for you, Lanelle, you, you minister to women online. And you might say, okay, everybody, let's do this together. Let's shut down for 40 days. Or you could say, you know what? I don't feel that that's what the Lord has for me. I know I'm supposed to get online, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to schedule out my posts for 40 days. Or I really mm. need to engage because I sell, I make money by selling things and marketing online. Okay, okay. How much time do you, quote-unquote, need online to do that? Mm -hmm. How much time do you need for checking your emails in the morning and making sure your pre-scheduled post went to Facebook and Instagram and maybe to send little hearts to the people that had left comments? How much do you need? 30 minutes? Okay. If that's your, quote-unquote, work time, you need that time, or you run the social media for your kid's school or your church, what time do you need and do that. And then the rest of it is fasting. And I'm not saying that this is what I'm encouraging. I'm saying if you truly have a reason why you have to be there, well, then fast beyond the have to be there. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a little bit of a, of a, a difference, but it's a huge difference um, when you say, well, I remember years ago I said to my husband, who was always coming to the dinner table with his phone, and I said, "Hun, would it be all right if you left your phone, you know, go plug it in, come to the dinner table and keep it put away until the kids go down so that three hours were just available and not distracted. And while that's a really, I think, good boundary to set on on life in general, what about if we switch it around a little bit instead of saying, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to put my phone down for these couple of hours. What if instead we said, Okay, I'm going to pick my phone up for 30 minutes at this time and 30 minutes at that time. And for the rest of it, I mean, I'll hear it if the phone rings, but I'm not checking in on social media except for those two times during the day. So I think that doing a 40-day social media fast, um, and this really is a devotional. It's broken up into 40-day readings about how instead of looking online for our affirmation uh, or our connections, we're looking at the scriptures and we're seeing what the Lord has to say to us about how much he affirms us, how much he wants to connect with us. And there are all different topics, but like that. And so after the 40 days, we say, okay, don't stop. Fasting is actually about feasting, whether it's fasting from sugar and feasting on Christ and his word or fasting from social media and feasting, on him and his word the goal is feasting so on day 41 42 and 43 we want to keep this up so yes fast for 40 days but at the end of 40 days you don't want to just go back and binge and do another two or four hours and taking it into the bathroom again you want to make some boundaries that will free you up to really enjoy your real life and limit those distractions so you can remain devoted to what matters most yes who matters most
0: yeah yeah, right now I'm having a, a really big a struggle that I know is is very common in homes with t- uh, with kids that are in the tween and teen years. Yeah, and that is that is, mom, why can't I have a phone? so-and-so and so-and-so and -and and Mm -hmm. -and so-and-so have one and this friend says that they get to have this and this and they get to be on here at this time it is ongoing and I have to tell you there's been tears and I I really think our conversation is timely because I just had a conversation with my tween last night and you know for her she doesn't understand why so many of her peers have a phone or have an iPad and have access to way more than she does and yet from my perspective as a parent I believe that we are constantly seeking the Lord in in how to gently allow our kids into this world of technology
1: Absolutely. And, for,
0: and for me I feel like you know she has way more access than she realizes and mm-hmm. and, and way more flexibility but she has two parents that work online and for us there's this constant battle and I find that this is just so uh, it is such a stress and it's so difficult but I'm always looking for that silver lining of where where can we really connect and where can I really teach you know those teachable moments right that really matter but it's hard so like you know I think my question and sharing that is how do we navigate this new era of talking about social media with our children and being an example for them, especially for those who may
1: yeah. work online? You know, those are, I think you have like four different questions packed in yes. there. And I'm just yes. gonna, let me hit a, a couple of things. One, yeah. modeling, of course, is huge. So I really do encourage those of you who do work online. To figure out the parameters of your work life and i i have to constantly be working on this as well and i encourage you even right now pick up a piece of paper um and jot down what your work hours could look like if you actually put them in blocks in your day Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hit pause on this if you need to just prayerfully consider where does work fit best? I know I'm at home with the kids or, or they're at school and wherever they are age wise in your day, where does your work fit best? How much time do you need where you're actually going to be online and then write out some, some loose boundaries for yourself. We think of boundaries as being a kill joy, but they're really mm-hmm. intended to keep us safe. Absolutely. And I think about a roller coaster, you know, those those big bars that come over your shoulders and strap you in, and then you do the loop de loop. It's not like you start cursing the boundaries and say, man, I would have had so much fun if I had yeah. not had those. No, you would have died. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so boundaries are for our protection. But yes. as a mom, I mean, it's really profound to think about our boundaries aren't just for our protection. Our boundaries are also for our children's protection one we're protecting them because we're going to be more available but two we're modeling um what their life should look like and if they see mom and dad say yeah i'll be out of the bathroom in just a minute honey and then we come out as we're tucking it back in our pocket what are we what are we modeling and well i want a phone and i mean i was just knocking on my my 17 year old's door last night honey you okay in there yeah i'm fine i said um, is your phone with you? Oh, it, it's, it's in my pocket. Mm. Mm, yeah. And of course, my heart is, I mean, even more of a problem than being on social media, unless they're looking at something inappropriate, is deceitfulness. Right. And because we can be, I, I really think social media encourages deceitfulness. Yes, um, because we as parents, we want to set boundaries for our children. You may have an hour. Uh, you can do these, but you can't do that. So I, my first thing is figure out where you work or if you don't work and you're just tempted towards wanting to be on social media or you keep um, in touch with your mother-in-law and, you know, your girlfriends and mm-hmm. your mommy mm-hmm. group that you meet up at the park with on Thursday mornings or your mom's group or whatever, again, when do you look at it online? Because you're not just keeping yourself available for them. I had a friend that, that um, well, an, an online friend of mine that does the sugar fast, and she did the social media fast with me already, and she said afterwards, my kids saw so much more of my face. Instead mm. of Facebook, they had FaceTime. Instead of doing FaceTime with her grandma because I wasn't available, they had FaceTime with me face-to-face. Yes. And um, so there are so many benefits when we put boundaries around it. Yeah. As for between years. Mm-hmm. Um oh goodness, I just want to speak straight into the moms' hearts here. It is okay to set tighter boundaries around your kids' social media use than the rest of their friends' families do. Also, it's very possible that your child is not correct in how mm-hmm. much every some of them, yes, I have I have friends yeah. that gave their their kids all access early and they don't check up on it, and, and, and. And really, our youngest got it a little too early, I believe. He was, he's so busy with some um, competitive sports, and there's so much connection uh, between coaches and the teammates. And and so I I justified why it was okay. And he doesn't have safari on his phone, and he doesn't have social media on his phone. There's there's much that he doesn't have. But even that one that got it early... I've been thinking, you know, how could we have made this work without giving him access to that? But I really, I think that waiting longer is okay. And very likely they will not be in counseling with you because they're angry that they didn't have what their peers had. But they might be in counseling because, all that time at a young age going through all the reels on Instagram and all the YouTube videos. It rewires our brains at such a young age and we want to protect them. It's our job to protect them. And my children, when they are 14 can have Instagram, but they have it on my phone until they're almost 17. And so Mm -hmm. for the last year to two years, depending on their, um, their, how they've shown me they're responsible they make wise choices uh, they're prioritizing their faith and their their worldview seems established and healthy. Um, right. At that point, I want it to be on their phone. I want them to have social media on their phone while they're still in our house. Yeah, because they're gonna head off to where they head off college and beyond. And they need to have practiced. then they need to perhaps made mistakes when they're still under our roof so that we can say, okay, that was too much. What what boundaries do you want to set for yourself? And so it's a real uh, it's a real fine line that we're walking about. Well, I want to keep them safe, okay. But long term, we want to keep them safe and help them to set boundaries for themselves. We want to model it. We want to come alongside. We don't want to be a cop forever. You can't do yeah. that. We want to be a coach yeah. at some point. So um, you know, it's a fine line. It really matters a lot about their maturity. Yes, my youngest has been my most mature. And so we made decisions that were based on his needs and his maturity. But even then, I was like, "Well, I could have held off a little bit longer." Um, my middle child has, who's turning, uh, who turned fifteen today, actually. Um, oh, he has said to me, "I don't want, I don't want social media. I don't think that's a safe place for me." Whoa! Because we talk about it, we watch the social dilemma together as a family. He says, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't need that." Um. So those are some thoughts, but really I think my main encouragement would be err on the side of waiting because yeah. it is dangerous. And my oldest child who had social media on my phone for a long time, um, I, I didn't allow him to accept friend requests. He had to do it when he was with me because social yeah. media, especially for you know a, a child, is about being social over media. With people you already know, but kids mm. have so much pressure. How many? How many people are following me? Kids with seventeen hundred or seventeen thousand friends. They don't. They don't have that many friends. But it, it's just part of their social scene at school. Is knowing how many friends everybody has. Yeah. So when I was going through those, I would do it with him, and I would say, "Do you know this person?" No. I was like, "There's not a need to to have them, you know, in your social network." I said, do you know this person? And he'd say, no, that's a weird name. I'd say, yes. Okay, turn away. Let me take a look. And I would open it up. And there were about three different times in those first couple of years where it was it was porn. It uh, was someone just trying to hack in yep. and yeah. and get in front of my kid's eyes and into his heart. And I would close it and I would say, okay, look back at me. And I said, that was porn. What I, I know it was a bad person trying to do evil. They were trying to make you a victim and see things that you couldn't unsee and it would be dangerous for you. Um mm. So this is why at this time, and my husband's response is, well, why did we let them have it at all? And yeah. I say, good question. Uh, yes. Really yes. good question. And I'd like to say that they don't have to. Um, and yeah. that is a choice that you can make. But I'm seeing that this is where kids, even all the church friends, they're all social there. So I want to teach my kids, if you're going to be on it, how can we be on it in a safe way? You know, would you agree
0: that if a mother is not self-controlled with her own usage of social media, that she in turn is then not going to feel like she has a place to tell her child not to be on it? And it's a a really dangerous cycle and i think that as you're talking i mean i my mind is swirling too and we've already said this twice but you know this is a huge conversation and it has to be had we can't kind of shove these topics under the rug i I think it is challenging to navigate when you start to see that your child is obsessed with just having the device and i like how you talked about a device being divisive, and that's a really good phrase, I think, for us
1: to remember and hang on to. Yeah, and I had a friend that modeled this well for me, Uh, Michelle is her name, and she gave her kids at, I think it was about 12 to 13, she gave them a smartphone, and all it was was a phone, and it had the weather, and it had the camera. And they had, I think, um, like five phone numbers programmed into it that they could call or text. It was mom, dad, the school, uh, grandma, grandpa, maybe uh, one aunt. I mean, it wasn't even the whole close family. Just saying, here you are, and this is what you had. And they did phases. And I thought this was so wise. And so we did something similar, not as... um, uh, slow, I think. But I really appreciated it. And if they showed that they were responsible after the first three months, they could have, like, the rest of their immediate family and 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 their cousins, you know, which was a lot of fun. That was, like, their first introduction to being really connected with people yeah. was their own family. And then right. from there, they were allowed to have um, two friends. A friend of the parents that they would, like, a family friend, and a best friend their age. I mean, it was really a slow um, uh, process. And I was the friend of the parent that that this young girl, uh, Michelle's daughter, chose. And so I was so um, profoundly blessed that they would choose me that I, you know, interacted with her. I would send her snapshots of my Bible reading that morning and would say, okay, Ari, this is what I read this morning. I think this is what God's saying to me today about my day. Um, did you get a chance to open up the Bible this morning? Yes, Miss Wendy. And she'd send me a picture of the scripture that she had written on a piece of paper and tucked in her pocket for the day. And 12 year old girl, you know, and her older brother was 13 and they that's what the age was. Yeah, and they got him at the same time. And then it was from there that she was allowed to have some more of her friends. And, and that's all that they used it for, for a very long time. No social media apps. Um, and I don't, I'm not sure where they are in that, in that process now, but I just thought that was a really wonderful way to do it. Mm, I really like that.
0: I think that it needs
1: to be earned. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I, we went to see a, a family therapist for a while And um, this wasn't social media. This was just responsibilities and uh, blessings in general. He said, doesn't really matter who's the oldest or what age they are. When Hmm. they show that they're mature enough, they make wise choices. uh, They're honest. And you think they can handle being dropped off at the mall with some friends for a while. It's not about the age, and it's not about if older brother or older sister has the privilege. It's about them, each one individually. Mm. And we think usually, well, here's the rite of passage. But don't let an age be the rite of passage. Let a child, how grounded are they? How rooted are they in their biblical worldview, in the in the way they make choices, in the way they communicate with their family members? And mm. oftentimes, the main reason what we take our kids' phones away from for is because they're not being kind to one another. And so mm-hmm. we say you don't need to be social with others. What you need to do is figure out how to be social in a respectful way in this house. Right. And And so when they've shown us for a week that they can prefer one another and have fun together and they're not using their devices to get on you know a video game with their friend because they can't handle being around their brother, you know yeah. okay, you look like you've really invested in your time. Let's try it again. You know, let's try it. I know you can do it. And instead of saying, okay, here's the age that you get this. You know, son, I really see that you're showing me this. Okay, sweetheart, honey, I see that you're doing this. You're making really wise choices there. You're getting your work done. You're being responsible. I think you could be responsible with a phone. So this is what it's going to look like when you get it. You know, so I think there are good questions. You said, though, I want to circle back to something you've said actually twice, Linnell. You've talked about what about when a mom lacks self uh, right. discipline. Yes. And uh I mentioned that the 40-day social media fast is broken into 40 daily readings. There are I think about 8 to 10 of them, these chapters near the end of it that focus on the spiritual disciplines. During those days where you say, "Okay, I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not distracted." With some of that time and attention that you have, I want to encourage you guys to focus on the spiritual disciplines that's the spiritual discipline of opening the word a spiritual discipline about developing a prayer life spiritual discipline of being involved in community uh, a faith community spiritual discipline in serving and giving and as you develop these spiritual disciplines you'll find that your self-discipline Grows because you're saying no. I'm I'm focusing energy. I'm focusing on my spiritual muscle development to be right. able to do that. And as you focus on those things and you set up some boundaries, you're going to make as you return perhaps to social media, um, you'll find that you are more self-disciplined, and yes. um, and then you'll be modeling that for your family as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as you're not sure what to do for your kids and you're feeling a bit convicted about your own. Uh, phone use, screen use, even the way you're always buying something on Amazon.com and Amazon Prime, and your kids are like, well, why can't I just order that thing I need? And there's always someone in your family that wants to order something every day on Amazon Prime. Again, not social media, but phone use, device use. Is that your vice? Um, As you take 40 days without your phone in your hand and your laptop closed when you're not using it, Spend that time um, also praying about what this might look like for the rest of your family. Mm-hmm. And uh, throw it out as a suggestion. Honey, I'm going to do this. You don't have to do it with me. <laughs> uh, but invite your spouse mm-hmm. to, to consider doing a, a, a social media sabbatical, a, a holy hiatus, a break that will allow you to consider your own phone use how you can get social with one another there in your home and with the Lord, and some of the boundaries you wanna set as a family as the kids get older.
0: Hmm. I'm thinking of the, the mother listening, the woman listening right now who thinks to herself, is thinking, I can't do 40 days. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there a way to start smaller? What do you think the value is in 40 days as opposed to trying it out for say, half the time for 20 right. days or 15.
1: If, if you go to uh, 40 day social, wait, no, what's it called? Hmm. What is that? Uh, I'm not going to look it up on my phone right now. Uh, Linnell will put it in the show notes. Yes, uh, they will. Uh, 40 day social media fast.com. I think it's something like that. Um, I have some, some free, giveaways screensaver to remind you that you're fasting things like that but also some downloads and one of them is a digital detox guide and so i would encourage you to go and it's a good start Mm. um so that's possible but i want to encourage you to take the details of this fast to the lord if you if if social media if your phone use is a stronghold in your life, if you know you're shackled to it and you Mm. don't think you could do it, I want you to hear me say you need to do it. If you can say, I don't think I can do it, you're the one who needs it. So take the details to him.
0: Will Mm -hmm. he say,
1: yes, you just need to start with (laughs) Pinterest? Maybe. Mm. (laughs) But it could be that what you really need is to go for the whole the whole kit and caboodle, set it down, shut it down, and see how much of your life you're giving back. Um, Sometimes so we don't ex- know what we're missing, right? Oh, you, you Until don't we actually know. do it. I, I, the first week of my first social media fast, I'm talking 40 days going for it, all of it. I found that I was walking so goofy. I, I know it sounds weird. I was swinging my arms by my side. And what I realized is I didn't have anything in my hands. Uh, I love the cover of this book. So pop onto Amazon before you go off of Amazon Prime for 40 days to pick up this book. (laughs) But take a look at the cover. It's a woman with her hands are empty, but her fists are clenched with kind of like an enthusiasm, an excitement for the day before her. And Mm. it was amazing how much joy I had almost immediately and how many mm. hours i got back and how much availability uh, to my family and to the lord and to those i want to serve right here in my community came back to me because i wasn't online all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I say if you say yes. you can't do it, you need to do it. The more yes. you're adamant that you sh- you can't do it, whether it's for work or because of addiction, that's the reason why you need to do it. It's because you can't do it. Remember, this is not about self-control. When it's fasting, it's entirely about God taking control. So yield it to him and say, God, I can't do this, but you can. So yeah. not in my strength. But in your strength, my 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 weakness, my lack of self-control is the perfect place, Lord, for you to show off. Be in control of my life, Lord. Take it. Take all of those hours that I was spending other places. You can have it all. Transform my life. I don't want to be distracted. I want to be devoted to you and those who matter most.
0: And I know from personal experience, Wendy, that when we lay down our rights to things, mm-hmm. Right. When we lay it down before the Lord and we give it to him and we ask him to to walk us through that. He is so faithful to bless us in the ways that matter in the things and the areas of our lives that matter yes. most. He's going to knock and your
1: socks off. He really, yes, he really yes. is. Yes.
0: Oh my goodness, he's done it every time I've been willing to actually give up something that has been advice or a um, a, just something that I'm using um, as a coping mechanism or whatever to fill time. Right. Um, You know, this conversation could keep going and it needs to keep going. Um, But for us today, I just want to ask you one more question. If a mother is being honest right now, if she's feeling convicted in her heart about her social media use. Yeah. Where, what are some first steps that she can take to start creating that boundary, just a little bit at a time?
1: My boundary that is the most important boundary is summed up in this phrase, the word before the world, the word before the world. I open myself up to the word made flesh and the word of God. I open up my Bible every day before I pick up my phone. Okay. Uh, that is my first boundary. And I even have uh, one of those those uh, free uh, giveaways that I do at 40daysocialmediafast.com is a print that reminds you the, wor- the word before the world and the word before the World Wide Web. Mm. And, and I don't mean I opened up my Bible app and I read the verse of the day. Mm. I mean go in and read one of the Psalms and say, God, what's this telling me about who you are? Why are you preeminent? Why are you first place? Why do you want first place in my life? Yeah. And you'll you'll just be amazed at how God personalizes his words to us about who he is and his incredible love for us. His, mm-hmm. his word says in this familiar passage, seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. So what are you opening up your phone for? All yes. those things will be added unto you if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So first, also there's a scripture that talks about him being preeminent, firstborn, first place, the head of the body. He is over all and before all. So are you are you turning to him before all? Or do you say, yeah, I'm going to open up my Bible app. That oh, my goodness, look at all those notifications. My Instagram post last night is on fire. I want to go over and see what those comments are all about. Or, oh, I see I have an email that just came in. I bet that's from my boss. I mean, these are important things, too, not just frivolous. No, before I want to know what my boss has to say, I want to know what my boss has to say. Mm. Before I want to see what everybody thinks about my post, I want to know what God thinks about his glory on display in my life. I'm going to open up the word before I open up the world. And when mm. I start there, life starts to change. This isn't about phone usage. Uh, Linnell, because you've done the 40-day sugar fast, you know, yes. it's not a yeah. diet. It's not going to change your life. I mean, it's not going to change your diet. It's going to change your life. It yes. might change your diet too. But it's not yeah. the purpose of fasting is not to change your diet, but to change your life. The, the purpose of fasting from social media is not to change your phone use, but to, but to, to make sure you're plugging into the source for the right reasons, the true source of our lives. So start with seeking him. And then of course, seek him about the details of this fast. And again, if you are saying, I don't think I can do this. Oh, please do it. Yes. Please do it. Read the introduction and invite a couple of your real life friends do it with you make a commitment over what this is going to look like i don't tell you what to shut down and what those boundaries are we start talking about boundaries at the end this is between you and the lord Hmm. that's so good i just jotted down um
0: the question that you said there what are you opening your phone for Hmm. and i love that and i think that that is so helpful for us as we go forward in the day today um to ask that question Before we pick up our phone, yeah, or as we're picking up our phone, your phone triggers, right? (laughs) Yep. Why am I? Why am I? Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Wendy, so much for your insight on this topic today. This is an encouraging um, and uplifting. Um, way to discuss such a, such a um, kind of an overwhelming um, issue in our culture today. And your book, I know, can you tell us a little bit about how others can benefit from this fast, where they can find
1: the book? And yes, absolutely. yeah, um, you can, you can find the book, it looks like it's going to be lots of places very soon. It's going to be at Target Yay. and at Hobby Lobby. And um, of course, online at Barnesandnoble.com and Amazon.com. Um, and um, I'm hoping that it'll be on sale all the places. I love it when books are on sale. Oh, yeah. I'm, such, I'm so stingy. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, I hope you'll grab a copy and grab a friend and do this and spend some of that time interceding for your family. Mm-hmm. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom, not only over your own phone use. Mm-hmm. but how you can model it and help your kids come to use their devices in a way that doesn't divide them from you and the rest of the family or the lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can you can uh, if you are online it's such a it's such a weird thing to say as we wrap this up. You can find me at Wendy Speak on on both <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. But uh, yeah. I might be there and I might not. Um, and of mm. course, wendyspeak.com. And again, 40daysocialmediafast.com is where you can find all those freebies. And I'll be fasting during Lent this season. And we'll be hosting another annual 40-day sugar fast uh, starting January 4th. And you can sign up for that at 40 Day sugarfast.com and then right after all that time together in that Facebook group we all go dark (laughs) so um, I'd love to see some of you guys there
0: oh yeah I highly recommend the sugar fast I had uh, my sister-in-law and a cousin join and they both really really loved it and they benefited so much from it in so many ways so all the best Wendy thank you so much for joining me today oh thank
1: you so much I look forward to talking with you again bye
0: So what do you value most and what do you prioritize the most? Wendy encouraged us to ask ourselves another question that I think is essential in setting boundaries and practicing discipline in how we use our phones. What am I opening up my phone for? It's simple, yeah but it gets right to the point. We're creatures of habit, and for most of us, it's just a conditioned action to tap that screen or scroll when we have a few free minutes, but what could that time be better spent on? If you don't think that you could do a 40-day social media fast, I encourage you to do it and see how the Lord chooses to free you from the hold of your device. I personally have a love-hate relationship with my own phone, And so I've set up a lot of personal boundaries over the past few years. But I still know that the sound of a 40-day social media fast is appealing and challenging at the same time. So maybe we'll all end up doing it together at the same time. Head over to 40daysocialmediafast.com to check out the details. And you can also visit wendyspeak.com for more of Wendy's resources and books. And she's got a lot of stuff there for you. Friends, you're a joy to serve. Does that sound strange? I mean, I I just really feel so grateful to bring you these conversations, even if it hasn't been every week as originally planned. I pray you've been both encouraged and challenged today to live a more disciplined life, which truly leads to a more free life. Let's keep pressing on and believing God for who he says he is. Let's bring our questions and emotions to him today, knowing that nothing can keep us from his love. Thanks for listening in today, friends, and I will see you here again soon.